Stevie Lane. Hello. So now you have a story. I do. To tell, to share with the nation. Yes. Does your grandmother, what's your grandmother's name again? Phyllis. Ruth. Ruth. (laughs) Close. (laughs) Has she listened to your stories in the past? She has. Has she listened to my stories? No. Not as much. Not at all. Should, Should we call her up on the telephone and tell her that you have a story? Who's this? Hi, Grandma. It's Stevie. Oh, oh, it just said New York. I almost wasn't going to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine, honey. How you doing? I was just calling because I wanted to tell you that I'm um, hosting today's episode of Heavyweight. Oh, and of course, you know what? I'll hear you better because I just came back from the audiologist. (laughs) She fixed my hearing aid so I can hear a little better. And now everybody who listens to you knows that I wear hearing aids. Oh, Grandma, I think that most (laughs) 95-year-olds have hearing aids. And right now you told everyone how old I am. I was going to say I'm only 89, but okay, (laughs) I've got to say 95. I'm sorry. No, I was only teasing you. (laughs) And I don't care. They don't know me, so... uh, (laughs) But they don't know I don't look my age. You'd have to tell them that. Oh, yeah. So for everyone listening, she does not look her age. Good. <laughs> I'm Stevie Lane, and this is Heavyweight. Today's Heavyweight Short, Yasser. I'm ready to hear it. Now, you mean? Right after the break. Hello? Hi, is this Yasser? Yes, this is he. Yasser is 28. He lives in Saudi Arabia, and he's a dentist. I love going to the dentist, actually. Oh, nice. And do you floss? Every day. (laughs) And I have a water floss. Wow. A++ student. I could talk about my oral hygiene all day. Cavities? Zero. Gum recession? If anything, my gums are advancing. But we're not here to talk about my superior dental health. We're here to talk about Yasser and a cartoon he first encountered when he was a kid. Yasser hasn't seen it in 20 years because it's completely vanished. Yasser grew up in a small Saudi town. He loved cartoons. This was back before streaming, so his mom would go to the video store to buy VHS tapes for him. And one day, when Yasser was about eight years old, she came home with a cartoon that changed his life. The show is called Little Elephanto. It's about a family of elephants living in suburbia. The elephant family was called the Boomills. The father works in a company, and he's always worried about his bonus. Oh, when is my boss going to give me my bonus? Oh. And then the-, the show was dubbed in Arabic. Yasser always assumed it was originally American. You know, the fact that they're living in suburbia, that's very American. Uh, the father's financial woes, also American. Um, brown nosing with the boss and, and trying to uh, make him like him. That seems to me very American as well. I take offense at Yasser's assumption that all Americans are career-obsessed sycophants, but I just laugh politely. (laughs) After all, I have an interview to finish, 
and I want to make my talented and intelligent boss, Jonathan Stewart Goldstein, proud. Maybe this year I'll finally get that bonus? The show quickly became a classic in Yasser's home. He and his brother would watch it every morning before school with a breakfast sandwich and a big cup of Nescafe. The star of the show was the baby elephant, Philo. He was very young and still in diapers and has a, a teddy bear named Hong. Philo and Hong would go on imaginary adventures together. Philo was so magical to me. Hmm. Whenever we would go on um, camping trips or desert outings, every time we'd go, I would try to, like, discover something. A secret door, a treasure, Mm. like Philo. Yasser loved the show because, like Philo, he was a kid with a big imagination. The kind of kid who would pretend that inanimate objects were alive. He tells me about one time when he was driving down a bumpy road with a friend. I was kind of imagining the car kind of going, what are you doing to me? Calm down, slow, But in Yasser's small town, he didn't feel like there was a lot of support for kids like him, kids who loved drawing and making up stories. And I, I longed for a place to bring my creativity to light. Pursuing a creative field didn't feel like an option for Yasser. And when he got older, he chose a career that was practical and prestigious dentistry. Now, a decade later, Yasser admits that he doesn't love it. He's always been this really imaginative person, but in his daily routine, he's not that excited by what he does. He spends his days looking at rows of teeth and checking gums. There's no sense of wonder like there was when he was a kid, living in his imaginary world. He's nostalgic for that feeling and sees the cartoon as a sort of portal he knows that watching Philo would bring him right back to his childhood. The only problem is, Philo is gone. I tried to find it everywhere. No one ever recognizes it. No one knows this show aside from our family. It's so insane. It, it almost feels like a, like a dream we had as a family. It's as though little Philo has been wiped from existence. Yasser has pored over media archives, has tried Googling elephant cartoon in every language he can think of. Once, he even heard an actor's voice on TV and recognized him as one of the characters from the show. So I looked up the guy on Facebook, and then I find him. I tell him about this show. He does not recognize it. In a last-ditch effort, Yasser made a drawing of the characters from memory— the dad in his bow tie and vest, the mom in her green ruffled house dress. He bought ad space on Instagram and posted the drawing to see if anyone could identify it. Nothing. I I keep thinking, there must be like some like cartoon lunatic guy living in a basement that would like instantly pick it up. But I just don't know any lunatic basement cartoon guys. (laughs) So you, you want to break it down with the maestro. Is that what this is about? From Gimlet Media, he's Jonathan Goldstein, host of most heavyweight episodes. I tell him about my conversation with Yasser and his beloved TV show about a family of elephants. 
Can I stop you and ask a question? Please. This this family of elephants, is one of them uh, wearing a crown? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Babar. I'm thinking Babar. I think it's Babar. What's, who's Babar? Babar is the elephant with a crown. But Yasser sent me the drawing he made, and it looks nothing like Babar. Or Babar. Oh, now you're calling him Babar, huh? I'm just trying to I be... I want you over. I'm just trying to be agreeable, you know? Can can you hear this? You ready? Babar. Uh-oh, I think you're right. I mean... You were right. I, I'm, I knew I was right. Babar. I just didn't Let's have see. To... One more, one more. Hang on, here it comes. Babar. Oh, did you hear that? Babar. Okay, so you're going to take the what Babar. sounds like a barely literate child and use that well, over... Who, who would know better? Who would know better Babar. than a child? Babar. Okay, so let's just say we're both right. While Jonathan says he isn't the basement dweller I seek, he does know just the guy. He has a very quick mind, very quick on his toes, fleet of foot and fleet of mouth. It's like everything that he says sounds like it could be scored to fly to the bumblebee. Does that make sense? Not really. Not really. You'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Hi, Stevie. How are you? This is Howard, and Jonathan was right. Talking to Howard feels like clinging to an electric fence. Like, here's what he says when I send him Yasser's drawing. They actually look like elephant seals. Holy shit. No, no, if they were elephant seals, they would have, they would have flippers. They're, they're definitely the most evil animals on the planet, I think. Male elephant seals. They, they smother their babies to death. What? And dolphins are also not the nicest. I love dolphins so much, but they're really mean. They're mean to sharks. Howard is a cartoonist himself and has an extensive knowledge of all things animation. I tell him all about the Boomil family and some of the other characters, like the janitor elephant with a cigarette butt hanging out of her mouth. That changes a lot. Then it's, it's most likely not an American or Canadian kid series because they would never put a cigarette in the mouth, especially if it was like late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to find this. Filo Elefanto, little elephant. I'm obsessed with this now. I expect to hang up and get a call from Howard in a few days with the answer. Instead, he launches into his investigation right then and there. With a dizzying speed, he turns to Wikipedia. Elephant, Filou, Camp Lazio, Chico Bonbon, Edward and Friends, El Elephant, Edward and Friends. Let's see what that is. Claymation, no, see? Jungle Cubs, Kyrian Lou. No, I know it's not. It's Kyrian with Kiriaku. Jungle Junction, Lulu's Islands. While I'm searching, we can have... All kinds of discussions about other things. Spaghetti. Here, Filu. Are you talking about Tarzan? You're not talking about Tarzan. No, that's no, right. Yonakima. Who Tontor? Tontor's elephant in um, Tarzan's animated adventures. You remember that Tontor elephant? Um. Magic Adventures of Mumphy. No, so none of these sound right. My big, my big, big friend. No, Nelly the elephant. Augie and the cockroaches. Me. Pocoyo. What's this? Pocoyo. The other one's called Nelfi. Nelly. No, sorry. Nelly the elephant. Where did I say Mumphy? Did I say Mumphy? Oh, oh, oh. I found it. I found it. What? Are you serious? Oh, hold on a sec. He's holding a teddy bear. This has got to be him. It's all in Arabic. It's a little baby elephant, and he's holding a teddy bear. A teddy bear? My heart soars. And the teddy bear is like a panda. And sinks. In Yasser's drawing, the teddy bear is not a panda. It turns out all Howard has found is a book called The Elephant Learns to Share, about an angry elephant who keeps everything for himself. It was never adapted into a TV show, which is probably why the elephant is so angry. After Howard's failure, I lose faith in guys in basements everywhere. I need a professional, one who dwells above ground. So I call Ramin Zahid, 
editor-in-chief of Animation Magazine, and send him Yasser's drawing. He'll post it to the magazine's Facebook page, which has hundreds of thousands of followers. A few days later, I get an email. Stevie, exclamation point. We found it, exclamation point. At the bottom of the email, there's a YouTube link to an animated show about a family of elephants. Many of the details match up with what Yasser had told me about Philo, right down to the little kid elephant with a teddy bear. And it's in Arabic. I don't speak Arabic, but I feel like I can hear them saying Philo. Surely this must be it. I am like 90% sure this is not it. This naysayer is my producer, Mona. She speaks Arabic, so I ask her to take a look at the clip, and she says there are a number of differences between this show and what Yasser described. For one, the baby elephant isn't named Philo. That's just a way of saying elephant in Arabic. And, like, this show is extremely boring, I would say. Um, That's, like, my strongest reason that I don't think this is it. Yasser described a magical show where Philo went on fantastical adventures. The episode of this show that Mona watched was about watering a neighbor's plants. Hat in hand, I return to the maestro to see if he has any ideas. Is it not possible or even likely that he is he and his family have conflated a couple different cartoons into one? Is it? I look at Yasser's drawing again, and this time I notice that the elephants don't even really look like elephants. Their trunks are scrunched and wrinkled, much more like snouts. They look a bit like Alf, drawn in the style of Maurice Sendak. And over the next few months, my luck in finding Philo doesn't improve. I reach out to the Museum of the Moving Image, the UCLA Film Archive, the Paley Media Center. I speak to a professor of animation at a Saudi Arabian university. I do a reverse image search on Yasser's drawing. I even wait on hold for three hours on a live call-in radio show whose prompt that week, as luck would have it, is for movies and TV shows that people can't quite remember the names of. But everyone just says the same thing. The only elephant family I can think of is Babar the elephant. You know Babar? Babar was very famous. Maybe I'm just confusing it with Babar. People are saying Babar. Bamil, Babar, it's pretty close. Somebody said Babar. There was uh, something uh, with elephants. Are you thinking of Babar? Yes, 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 I'm thinking of Babar. Okay, it's not Babar. And I got to tell you, like, yeah, sir, at this point, I'm, like, starting to doubt your memory a little bit. (laughs) I'm starting to doubt my own memory. Are you? Sometimes, yeah. I'm like, did I actually imagine this show or is it a real thing that existed at one point? An answer to that question after the break. Hi, Yasser. Hello. <laughs> can can I play you something? Okay. Okay. Ha-ha! Oh, my God. No way. That's the intro. You recognize it? Oh, my God, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> you found it! We found it! Oh, 
And here's how we found it. As a last resort, I posted Yasser's drawing from the heavyweight Twitter account and asked for help. A man named Simon in Germany responded. I found your show, he said. I wasn't hopeful. How many times had I already heard those very same words? From Howard, from Amin, from anyone and everyone who's ever seen Babar. But Simon sent a YouTube link to a German cartoon called Otto's Autifanten, and the characters looked exactly like the ones in Yasser's drawing. And as it turns out, Simon didn't even have to be one of those lunatic basement cartoon guys, because in Germany, the Otifants are famous. They're on lunchboxes and in video games. There's a whole museum dedicated to them. Simon told me anyone on the street would have recognized Yasser's drawing. Then, in my own Wikipedia frenzy, I learned that the characters were created by a famous German comedian named Otto Wagkas. He's sort of like a German Robin Williams. If you're ever moved to watch the movie Ice Age in German, he's the voice of Sid the Sloth. Hello, this is Otto. So I called Otto at his home in Fort Lauderdale to find out more about the Odifants. And it was easy to imagine how he made a famous cartoon character because he's basically a cartoon character himself. I have a studio up in the first floor here with a little diving board. From there, I can jump in my pool. No. Are you serious? Yes, I love it. If talking to Howard was like clinging to an electric fence, talking to Otto was like trying to catch a super bouncy ball in a room full of trampolines. Like, when I tried to ask him about Yasser's favorite episode... That's my favorite! And then, without warning, he suddenly became the Grinch... I'm going to steal Christmas. <laughs> Before whipping out a guitar? Blackbird singing the dead of night. I wonder, like, um... Born under a wandering star. <laughs> Shut up. I wonder if Sounds you... Real? You know, it's funny, like, Sounds when you say... Real, the dog? When you said that... Only you... Ah! Shut up. Who's Only that? you... Shut up! <laughs> um... <laughs> When I finally was able to squeeze in a question about the Otifants, Otto told me he's been drawing them ever since he was a child. It all started one day in school when Otto was doodling at his desk. He tried to draw a self-portrait. It, 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 was, it was a total failure. I, <laughs> so I changed the eyes a little bit, extended the nose a little bit, and the legs, and made a little elephant and called it Otifant. Otifant, a mashup word of Otto and elephant. Otto based the Bumil family on his own. The character Philo, who in Germany is named Baby Bruno, was meant to be Otto himself. I had my little teddy bear, you know, this <laughs> because it was made in Hong Kong. That's why I call him Hong. Growing up in post-war Germany, Otto's family didn't have a lot of money for paint and paper, so he'd make drawings on the backs of wallpaper scraps. I showed Otto the drawing Yasser made of his Otifants, and Otto was delighted. He asked me to record a message. Yasa, when you here in America, in Fort Lauderdale, you've got to visit me. I have a diving board. We can talk about baby Bruno, and we can draw. And I saw your drawing, and they're really excellent. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Hold on, baby. I can yodel. <coughs> I can bark. <coughs> I do anything for you. <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. Wow. Back on the phone with Yasser, we debrief about the creator of his favorite TV show. He and Otto were similar kids, always drawing, always imagining. 
They both identified with Philo. And yet, Otto's life went one way, towards a career in the arts, while Yasser's went another. That's the thing Yasser is particularly fixated on, how Otto stayed true to his childhood passion, followed his dream of being an artist. It's awe-inspiring. I, I, I wonder when he made that decision and how did it affect his life? Like, did he have to break up with someone? Did he have, like, trouble in his household? Was it a good decision or did he regret it? It feels like these are questions Yasser is asking himself rather than Otto. Maybe questions he's been asking himself for a long time. Questions he's still asking. I think that no matter how older you get, no matter what position in life you're in, there's always the question of who am I and what purpose do I fulfill? I just always kind of like never really feel sure of what I'm doing. And in my work, sometimes I'm like, what do I want out of this? What purpose? I think that we're always in search of our truest self. And it turns out there's a reason Yasser is reflecting so much on his life. Because, Yasser tells me, he and his wife just found out that they're having a baby. Oh, Yasser, I'm so happy for you. Uh, Thank you. Yasser might still have questions about his truest self. But when it comes to his future child's, there's one thing he knows for sure. Yasser wants something different for his kid than what he had. He says that if his kid enjoys making art as much as he did, he's going to encourage that in any way he can. Or even if they're not artistic and just kind of are crazy about math and uh, robotics or whatever, I'll try my best to, to support that. A few weeks after we talk, Yasser receives a package from Germany. It's full of Adi Fenton swag, sent by Otto to his number one fan in Saudi Arabia. There's a hat, a t-shirt, a tote bag, and a little stuffed animal otifant. Yasser says he's going to give it to his baby, his own little philo. This Heavyweight Short was produced by Mohini Madgauker and me, Stevie Lane, along with Phoebe Flanagan. Our executive producer is Jonathan Goldstein. Our senior producer is Kalila Holt. Special thanks to Dr. Mohamed Ghazala, Pia Gadkari, Bobby Lord, and Tom Sharpling over at The Best Show. Editorial guidance from Emily Condon. Bobby Lord makes the episode with original music by Christine Fellows, John K. Sampson, Blue Dot Sessions, and Bobby Lord. Additional music credits can be found on our website, gimletmedia.com heavyweight. Our theme song is by The Weaker Thans, courtesy of Epitaph Records. Heavyweight is a Spotify original podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Heavyweight, Instagram at Heavyweight Podcast, or email us at heavyweight at gimletmedia.com. You can also follow our show on Spotify and tap the bell to receive notifications when new episodes drop. And speaking of new episodes, we'll be back with a brand new one next week. <laughs>